Hello and welcome. I'm Holly. I'm Lisa, and you are on the brink of adventure. Today we're spilling the tea on our top travel moments of 2023. Today is December 27th, 2023, and you are listening to Episode 7 of the Brink of Adventure podcast. Lisa, when you think about 2023, we reflect back. Where did you go this year? I went lots of places. (laughs) I went to Disney World five different times. I went in January, May, August, September, slash October, and November. I went to Disneyland for the first time with um, some of the agents from the podcast, so you and some of the other agents, in September. I went to Vermont. It was one of our friend's 40th. My dad lives in the Finger Lakes region, so we go up there. My dad and I took Calgan to his first ever Yankees game because we are New York Yankees fans. Oh, let's not talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) We're still friends despite our AL East rivalry. But Calgan, he had so much fun at that. So we took a bus trip. They watched baseball movies the whole way down on the bus, and he thought it was great. And then we got our seats, and we were in the front row of the second level. And he was dancing in between, like, to the DJ in between every inning and stuff. He got up on the Jumbotron twice. Oh, awesome. He thought that was the greatest thing in the world. (laughs) He loved every second of that game, and he can now not wait to go to another one. Oh, fantastic. That was awesome. We also, the boys and I went to, we took a road trip to Wisconsin, because one of my best friends. Sarah got married in July. In August, Joe and I took the boys to Universal. I think I had said previously on the podcast that Calgan had always said, when I turn 11, I want to go to Universal and go to Harry Potter World because 11 is when Harry Potter went to Hogwarts. We did a couple days at Universal, three days at Universal, and then seven days at Disney. Nice. And he thought that was just amazing. So we did Universal. That was their first time ever. And it was my first time since I was like, 15. Wow. So it had been a while and I had never seen any of the Harry Potter stuff or anything. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's cool. So that was really neat. And then I think the last place I went was Washington, D.C. for the Marine Corps Marathon. Awesome. Awesome. That's quite the list. Yeah, it is. I've got a long list too for 2023. (laughs) I I honestly didn't realize how many times I did travel in 2023. Yeah, we were Um. planning this show and Holly's like, I said, well, should we do the top 10 trips or top 10? moments and holly goes i didn't do 10 trips this year she lied i tra- i did 11 it turns out I, <laughs> only seven of them were like what i would consider like a trip but, but let me tell you about them in january uh, my mom and i did a royal caribbean eastern caribbean cruise out of fort lauderdale and uh, mm-hmm. we visited um san juan which was my first time there we went to <laughs> this is terrible um we went to saint thomas in the virgin islands um, mm-hmm. my first time there which was not my favorite port i would Oh, really? Yeah, I would try to find a different itinerary next time that had had a different port. And then we also went to Nassau, and I feel like I'm missing a port. <laughs> I think there was another port. That's, it was, I mean, it was almost a year ago. almost a year ago, yeah. And I, like, I haven't looked back at those uh, pictures for a little while, so it's starting to all kind of jumble together with the mm-hmm. other thing. That was the, On that cruise, that was the best day I've ever spent in Nassau. Uh, we wow. took an excursion. I, I usually... I, I hate Nassau. Yeah, me too. Okay. 
Um, we took an excursion to Pearl Island. And because of the way they have it structured now, our excursion boat left directly from the boat dock. We didn't have to even go into the straw market area at all. Oh, wow. We went straight to Pearl Island, came straight back to the ship, and it was fabulous. <laughs> so I yeah. am recommending for all of my clients who stop in Nassau now, I am recommending go to Pearl Island or do the Swimming with the Pigs excursion. That's That usually takes you to Pearl Island as well. It's a beautiful little barrier yeah. island, and I just, we just had the best time there. Um, I mean, I'd had the best time. My mom slept there most of the day. She was like, <laughs> chilling on the beach, taking a nap. I tried paddleboarding there. Um, fell off the paddleboard repeatedly. Ended up with a large bruise on my leg. <laughs> but is that why you didn't want to do paddleboard yoga with me at Disneyland? Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but they have a really cool lighthouse there, and like the pictures I was able to take there, just like the nature pics, were awesome. I had such a good time. Taking- so anyway, that was January, and it was great to. Um, it was just great to spend that time with my mom, you know, and, and um, get to do a cruise together. My dad and I used to travel together a lot. And um, it, my mom and I did tons of stuff together when I was a kid. And then, you know, when I got older, my dad was like kind of feeling left out. So we, I, hmm. I would take trips with him just so that we would get, get to spend some time together. And um, it ended up with mom being the one that was kind of left out. Mm-hmm. So it's been nice to kind of, you know, be able to take some time. Um, and every year I kind of try to do something that's like just the two of us. So it was a big one this year. This year we did a big cruise. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh, and then February, um, I did a Walt Disney World trip with one of our agents, Heather. It was actually the only reason that we went was because um, she had qualified for a companion pass on Southwest. And she's like, well, <laughs> we can't let this like one person's free airfare go to waste. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, twist your arm. I know. I'm she's sure like, we should go somewhere. And I was like, we should go somewhere. This is great. Where do you want to go? Well, duh. Where do you think I want to go? <laughs> so um, so we did a couple days at Walt Disney World, which was really cool. Um, and then also in February, this was like, it was kind of crazy. I should put this in as a highlight. And it sort of is. I got to uh, host, but it was that, that was a really cool experience. And then March, uh, we got to go to Philadelphia to see the Disney 100 exhibit. Oh, yeah. I didn't mention that. Did you forget that one? <laughs> well, it's in my top 10, so I would have gotten to it. Yeah, that was Lisa and Amy and Melissa and I were able to get together to go over. And uh, that was such a cool exhibit. Mm-hmm. They did they did an amazing job, especially for a traveling exhibit. They did a really nice job with that. So if it's still around anywhere, which I think Chicago. It's, 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 but is it going to wrap up there? I just saw it's wrapping in London soon. Mm. If you get the opportunity, definitely head out and check that out. It was a really good exhibit. April, we went to Walt Disney World for my birthday which was kind of a, it was an awesome slash disastrous trip, even though it was like 48 hours. Um, because my my sole goal, uh, Happily Ever After had come back that, I think that week. Mm-hmm. Um, and my sole goal was to see Happily Ever After. We uh, got there to the fireworks and um, there were two families right in front of us. We were only about six rows back from the castle. As soon as the first notes of the music hit, bam, two kids up on shoulders directly in front of me. Uh, that is <laughs> the worst. like, oh my God. <laughs> so if frustrating. If you're listening... Please do not put your child on the shoulders because mm-hmm. that blocks so many people behind you. If you just hold on them your hip, man, on your hip, on your hip. And I know that stinks because I have held my child on my hip during the fireworks. But yes. at least that puts their head next to your head. So it's not taking up any more viewing area from anybody. Right. Also, um, to, to be the most courteous Disney citizen you can be, ears off and lighted, glowy bubble wands regular wands, blinky, flashy things off. Um, and then we both ended up getting sick. Oh, no. <laughs> so that was a, that was a, um, That's it was great. Top 10 had, worst moment. Right. I mean, honestly, like we had a great time. It was just, we, the, we had this like, it was a really strange, Ben ended up testing positive for COVID. I never actually did. Um, but I feel like I had to have had it because I mean, he tested positive and 
I'm sure I gave it to him. <laughs> I'm sure that was what happened. Um, anyway, and then uh, May was our our big trip of the year. We went to Scotland. Yes. Um, for 13 days. And that was, that was incredible. Um, I'll talk more about that in our um, top 10. But I have a hard time talking about that trip because it was so overwhelming with like the amount of cool things that happened that when somebody asked me, like, how was Scotland? I'm like, I can't even put it into words like i can't give you a succinct answer like if you want to listen to me for an hour prattle on about it well, maybe we should to. do that maybe we should have that be one of our topics oh, that would be fun because she's talking about an adventures by disney which is a guided disney tour um so that might be kind of interesting to have you tell all the details about love what that to. was i would love to talk more about that trip and, and really about several of the abd trips because they're, they're just they're really excellently done and it's it's so nice. To, it's so fun to talk about. Then in um, August, I was back to Adventures by Disney again, actually. And uh, once again, it was just a weird situation about how this happened. Uh, it was the backstage magic trip in Southern California, which is Hollywood and Disneyland. And uh, I was traveling with Heather again. Um, we had an opportunity um, as an agency to participate in a, an exclusive event for travel agents to better understand the product. And we could only go if we were sending two people and we only had one person uh, who was able to go and I was like well I don't want her to miss out on going uh, so even though I just did this same trip last fall <laughs> I was like I will take one for the team and and go so um, I it was a weird situation that, that led to me doing this trip twice within the same year <laughs> and um, but really three adventures by Disney within a calendar year like I didn't, never really thought that that would be a thing I would do so yeah. that was really interesting. Um, uh, then September, uh, we went to Bethany Beach. My in-laws have a place there, so we just, that one wasn't a big, um, like, big massive trip. trip. It was just to go down and hang out um, for my husband's birthday. And um, then coming back from that, we did our agency trip in Southern California. I was able to add on a few days, um, spend a little bit of time in Southern California visiting friends, and then went up to uh, Yosemite for a couple of days and did a little driving excursion um, up through the mid-state. That was really cool. I'd never, um, I'd never been to a, a national park west of the Mississippi before. So that was, oh. that was really fun. I, I'm excited to do more of them. In November, we did just a quick overnight at Deep Creek Lake. It was, it was supposed to be my mom and I, she bailed on me, Ben decided to go oh, with no. me. So it was really, it was nice. We got to go, but it was like, <laughs> not the trip that it was, it was supposed to be so i will try to do a redo on that later mm-hmm. um and then just just last week i, I just put picked, mine in order but it was it was yeah, I, yeah. I don't i don't i don't know um so <laughs> i'm just gonna start from um you know where i've got my 10 and the top and of the list this, these are the yeah collectively 10 um i have to tell you cinderella's royal table um oh yeah so you, she talked about this on the mm-hmm. podcast a few weeks ago um when... i think about that I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it or if I if how well because you go. said it went because you were telling us about how your first time when you went and you just showed up for yeah. your honeymoon and and all that. So how did it go? It was incredible. Really, I was so pleasantly surprised, and, and that's why it made my top ten because I went in with the expectation that it just wouldn't be great because I've we haven't eaten there in twenty years. Um, if you go back and if you listened to that episode we ate there on our honeymoon at Cinderella's Royal Table we got it as a random walk up and I swear it was like a pixie dust magic kind of situation because there's no way that on um, New Year's Eve at Magic Kingdom we should have been able to walk up to Cinderella's Royal Table at two in the afternoon and be seated within 15 minutes Mm -hmm. that was 
not a usual occurrence, <laughs> um, especially not in 2003. So the fact that it even happened is something that's always been kind of a magical thing for us. And it's become more magical the more that we've understood how mm-hmm. in, how incredibly difficult it has been at certain points in time to get that reservation. It's less difficult now because it's a prepaid reservation. If you're on the dining plan, it takes two table service credits to eat there. It's So they've made it more difficult, less accessible. And that, you know, drives mm-hmm. the demand down a little bit and gives you more opportunity to get in. But I did grab this reservation right at 60 days this time uh, because it was something that after not doing it for 20 years, we just wanted to go see it again and see, like, my memories of it are so vague because we were just, it was just such an overwhelming day the mm-hmm. first time that we ate there. So um, there were a couple of things about the experience that were, were specific, but the experience overall, like just the way it came together um, really is one of my top 10 moments of the year, I think. I had no recollection that Cinderella and Taylor Swift have such an amazing resemblance to each other, <laughs> which I was thoroughly amused by while we were waiting to meet her. Um, the, the whole meet and greet area, the way it's decorated and everything, I, like I don't remember any of that. So getting to hmm. see like how well that was done, I was like, wow, this is actually really nice. The way that you go up the spiral staircase in the castle, really beautiful. The food was incredible. Incredible. You were uh, there for dinner? We went for lunch. Oh, lunch. Okay. Yeah. Ben had the filet mignon. I had the lamb chops. Um, usually, you know, a lot of times you get lamb chops at a nice restaurant. They give you two. Mm-hmm. Right. They gave me four. What? Yeah. And they were full of meat, like huge chop on the end of that lamb. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was looking down at them and I was like, oh my gosh, I was expecting this to be like a really yeah. lean meal. And, you know, um, I have to go get some spring yeah. rolls after or something. right exactly <laughs> like i really i was thought i was like oh i'm gonna have a snack later it's fine um but i was like i really wanted to try them and they were they were so good so tender ben's filet was the best thing we ate the entire trip wow and i mean we went to toledo we went to steakhouse 71 in the lounge we went to stk we went to uh flying fish you went to um, a lot of steak places yeah and we went to a lot of places like flying fish used to be one of my top five restaurants at Walt Disney World it's not after this trip um yeah uh we went to Tiffin's and (laughs) this CRT knocked them all out and I was like blown away by that we also had a like the meet and greet experience there our Princess Aurora was just kind of okay our Jasmine oh my gosh so on point she was so much fun to talk to and Merida was fabulous I love when Merida's yeah well and because we had just been to Scotland in May and we were able to talk to her about Scotland. Oh my gosh, how much fun. If you have the chance, if you're at Walt Disney World and you visited one of the countries that one of the characters originates in, tell them because, <laughs> oh my gosh, it made the interaction so much more fun. So cool. Yeah, but the character interaction and the quality of the food and the atmosphere, well, the atmosphere besides the people at the table next to us ooh, was rough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Other than that, which we were able to block out pretty much, but it, it was just a really great meal. I, like, I'm usually, I didn't think I would put like a dining experience as a top <laughs> 10 moment, but it was so good. And it's so fresh in my mind because it just happened. So mine was not that interesting. No, <laughs> <laughs> mine, as I said earlier, is the Disney 100 exhibit. So we went with, as Holly said, it was myself and Holly. Yay. And two of our <laughs> other agents, Melissa and I Amy. I made the top 10. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a couple of them. We drove out to Philadelphia. Amy, Holly, and I carpooled out. So we like, you know, listened to music and talking and everything. So that was super fun. We ran around Philadelphia and saw some of the sights. We saw the Liberty Bell and did some other stuff. Um, saw the room where it happens, you know. 
Yes. Um, sorry, I love I think Hamilton. We were, were we singing that while we were in the room? I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely that was definitely my Instagram post yeah on the for that one yep and then we went over to the Disney 100 it was a time ticket so we got in at you know the time we had we had to go it was around five I think and the exhibit was so cool it started at the early years of the Walt Disney Company and it worked all the way up through the end it had like old ride vehicles it had you know some of the animatronics like drawings of them like how they designed them and, and parts of them and they had a whole music section and where you could go and listen to different music and, and learn about how they did that and some of the instruments they use and stuff. So it was just so neat to be able to go and see that and, you know, learn more about this company that we both love and that we, you know, are selling. So that was really neat. So our number nine was from our Disneyland trip. So this is once again with Holly. And then we have two agents named Melissa. We have um, Melissa one and Melissa two. <laughs> so Melissa, one of the Melissa's, had had surgery recently and she's so we had her in a wheelchair and we called it her stroller so if i say her stroller that was really, that was that's hysterical. what i mean yeah. because we had to keep putting it in stroller parking so we just jokingly called it her stroller so if i accidentally say melissa was in the stroller that's what i mean <laughs> I, I really mean a wheelchair so i love marvel and as you know walt disney world does not have marvel so the one day i dressed up in all of my Captain America stuff. I mean, I had my spirit jersey and my hat and my backpack. I mean, I had it all. And I, the one thing I wanted to do is meet Captain America. So we're walking through, you know, Avengers Campus and see Iron Man and we see Thor and we see, you know, we're meeting all these characters. So the, I'm pushing and I'm with the two Melissas and I'm pushing Melissa in the stroll, in the wheelchair. And <laughs> I was like, ooh, somebody's over there. And I see the line and the other Melissa goes, I think it's Cap. And I literally started to run with Melissa and I stopped and I looked at the other Melissa. I said, you got her. And I just left <laughs> Melissa in the wheelchair in the middle of Avengers campus. So I could run over to meet Captain America. So then later that same day, we, you know, did some things, went back to the hotel. We changed, we came back. We're once again, pushing Melissa in the wheelchair and we're looking for Loki because we all love Loki. I think he's our favorite, all three of our favorite people villain or whatever so we're looking for loki and he wanders so you never really know where you're going to see him where captain america is a set meeting spot loki you don't know where you're going to find him right so we we're pushing i'm pushing melissa in the wheelchair and the other melissa does the same thing she's like oh loki and she goes running <laughs> to get in line <laughs> for that loki and melissa and i are like oh my gosh and we're running after her with her in the wheelchair so twice Melissa in the wheelchair almost got left behind because, you know, these Marvel Poor characters. Melissa. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but it was good that she did that She's with Loki because, because she ended up being the last one in line. They cut the line off, but they let us join because we were with her. But if she hadn't run over there, the line would have been cut off. So it was a good thing we left her. But, yeah, poor Melissa. <laughs> she got left. left <laughs> she got left in Avengers Campus so I could run and meet these characters. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, Melissa. <laughs> but that will be one one they're never going to let me live it down yeah but no, two never... and when i think about that trip that's one of my top memories <laughs> that's funny yeah that was a that was a good i think we all enjoyed it even though only half the group was at that location at that particular oh point gosh. in time trying to tell the story to them later we were in tears cracking up trying to tell the story to them <laughs> it was great it was great 
So my number nine, um, it, you know, I said it was weird that I had a meal as my <laughs> number 10. It was on my top 10 list. Actually, it's a my meal num- number nine. My number nine is a meal oh as well. <laughs> but it's not the meal per se. I mean, the food was excellent. It was at Citrico's. But it was just the coolest little cross section of people that was that was assembled at the meal. Are you it, sure it doesn't have to do with the fact that it's Mary Poppins themed? I mean, maybe a little bit. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we actually started out at the Enchanted Rose at the bar, which, by the Ooh, way, they that's have. My favorite. What is that drink? I think you like it too, isn't it? The so, uh, uh, London, London Fog. Fog. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's like one of my favorite drinks at Walt Disney World. Yes. It's like a tea-based cocktail. I was mm-hmm. like, what? It's an Earl Grey oh, tea. Oh, it's so yummy. So we started out there, then popped up to Citrus Coast. But the, the cross-section of people that ended up in this restaurant on this particular day is just, it still kind of blows my mind. Most of, aside from Heather, who I was traveling with, because this was our February Walt Disney World trip, everyone else there, I'm connected to almost because of COVID. It, it was it was really interesting. So my friend Natalia has been teaching me Spanish or has been, you know, brushing up and um, expanding my Spanish for, I guess we started in like January of 21. Uh, we started following each other on social media and she started posting that she was doing Spanish classes for kids. And I was like, hey, my in-person Spanish class is gone right now because COVID. Like, are you taking adults? And she was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so um, so we've been talking once or twice a week for 30 minutes in, on Tuesday and or Thursday mornings nice. uh, since 2021. And um, we've developed a very nice little friendship. She uh, had a party invitation for uh, a cast party and I got to go as her plus one. <laughs> she, she came out and met us for dinner this day. And then uh, this past trip, um, we actually got to spend um, quite a bit of time together, which was really nice. But it's just been the coolest thing. Um, you know, we we probably would have passed, you know, crossed paths in the parks. Um, She's worked a lot in the restaurants in the parks. I mean, I probably would have crossed paths with her on a shift at some point, but we wouldn't have known each other, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's really cool that we um, developed this friendship literally entirely over the internet and Zoom. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and that it's like, it's persisting through uh, real life too. Um, so it was really fun. She was there to join us that night. And then um, my friend Dusty, who's also, you know, cast works in the park, he was uh, able to join us that night. And I met the other two people who joined us, um, Scott and Amy, I met through Dusty because I was <laughs> stopping to visit him. I, I knew him prior to COVID. Um, I was stopping in the park to visit him. Amy was visiting him at the same time. And we ended up hanging out for the rest of the day together. And then <laughs> Scott joined us later, who, who was also friends with them at the time. So I picked up uh, you know, two of Dusty's friends is my own now. <laughs> so, um, but it was Just really stealing cool. people's friends. I know all three of them were able to join us for dinner as well. So we had this great little group um, hanging out at Citrus Coast, <laughs> and it was just we just had the best time of you know enjoying the dinner there and enjoying each other's company. Well, since you are all about talking about food, I guess I'll talk about one of my favorite food things this year. Awesome. So my number eight in the August trip with the boys. We did hoopty do review. Have you ever done that? I haven't. So, I'm not a, like I'm not a Western theme. Uh, the old washboard and the spoon. You got to play the washboard. The so the hoopty do review is an all you can eat and all you can drink. So it includes all your sangria and beer, and wine, and it has fried chicken and a couple different sides and your dessert. And anyways, it's all included. All you can eat. They just keep bringing it and bringing it and bringing it until you tell them to stop. Um, <laughs> like at one point the alcohol were like, uh, we don't need any more. Thank you. Please stop bringing us some because this is going to go to waste. And the boys got all you can, you know, sodas, but then they also have a show going on on the stage, coats and pants and a top hat and stuff. 
and they sing different songs and they dance and it's a whole show. Well, then they come out in the crowd and they interact with the crowd. So one of the things is they sing, everybody sings happy birthdays and they go around and they say, you know, it's Calgan's birthday. He's 11 years old or it's so-and-so's birthday. They're 42. And so they make a big deal (laughs) and then everybody in the place sings happy birthday. And at the one point they're singing um, different songs and you wave your napkin around. So everybody in the entire place is waving their checkered napkins and, you know, you just get really into it, really engaged in it. And even my husband, who doesn't really normally like these kind of things, really liked it. We just had a super good time. The boys really enjoyed themselves. I really enjoyed it. It's something I would definitely do again. So even though it's kind of out of the way, a little bit of a pain to get to, I definitely think it's one of those places that if that's your thing, music and dancing and, you know, the all you can eat, all you can drink, it's probably worth going. Awesome. Okay, I'm going to go away from food. I'm done with food. <laughs> I know. Is there anybody out there hungry anymore. yet? I'm not hungry anymore. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say my number seven is the Hurricane <laughs> in Southern <laughs> California. Yes. <laughs> um, this was, um, I, I'm still, if there is a, a continuing theme, because I'm still with Heather at this point, like I was on the uh, Citrico's uh, number nine. Um, anyway, we were on our Adventures by Disney trip um, in Southern California. And it turns out that we were flying into Southern California about, I don't know, 36 hours before a hurricane was forecasted to hit the region. Um, If you're a Weather Channel junkie like I am, you know this is an extremely rare phenomenon. um, And it's not a place that hurricanes typically make landfall. Mm -hmm. So as you can imagine, the whole Southern California area was beset with strife (laughs) and they were very concerned about this weather event that was about to fall on them. Now we, of course, those of us that live on the uh, Atlantic coast, we were poking fun at them a little bit because, (laughs) because it was, it was a tropical storm, not a hurricane by the time it was going to get there. Like we're watching the storm track. I'm like, Oh yeah, there's one, one, one coming off the Baja. Oh, it's definitely going to be a tropical storm by the time it gets here. Also like considering the geography of Southern California, I'm well aware that there are rocky cliffs, mountains, things that destroy hurricanes. Like they just rip them to shreds. The reason they get so far inland on the East Coast is because it's so flat coming in mm-hmm. that they are able to get traction. And it's not until they start running into stuff and it starts busting up the eye. That's when it, you know, dissipates. Well, the literal coast of Southern California would rip the eye of a hurricane to shreds in a matter of minutes. Like mm-hmm. it's not even, it can't survive. So you know, I'm looking at that and I'm like, you guys are all worried about the wind. And that is really not your concern right now. Like the, <laughs> the wind is not going to be a factor. I was like the amount of rain we might get because this is a, you know, a big low pressure system. I was like, it could flood here because they, they simply don't get rain. So they don't have drainage infrastructure that's prepared to handle the kind of rains that we get here on the East coast. So there was a little bit of, of concern about flooding, but I'll tell you, as we were watching out the windows uh and you know watching the rain bands come in um i took a video of the palm trees swaying in the wind and they were moving like an inch from side to side um i took a you know picture of the the river rushing through the streets um it was maybe an inch deep (laughs) in the deepest spot like right in the gutter (laughs) like you could still see the pavement clearly under the rain (laughs) as it was running down the streets um I took a picture of some storm damage. Um, there was a, a one of those little yellow tented caution signs mm-hmm. had tipped over in the plaza where our hotel was. Uh, mm-hmm. We will rebuild. 
Um, so, so it was really, like, it was so amusing to us because it was just, like, it, it was such a non-event in the area that we were. Now, I will say there were places in Southern California, Imperial California got completely oh, yeah. blasted. Like, I mean, it, it definitely was a severe weather event in certain places. It just wasn't where we were. So um, from our perspective, it looked amusing, you know, <laughs> but it wasn't just the hurricane, which did um, actually alter our adventure a little bit, which Disney was prepared with plan B, C, D, Z, you know, they, uh, they always have a backup plan. If something happens that you can't do the thing you're supposed to do, which on the first day of our trip, we were supposed to visit Walt's barn in Griffith park. And because of the risk of um, flooding and landslides there, we really weren't able to safely do that. So that activity had to be altered. Not really a huge deal. Uh, we actually got to hear um, a, a former Imagineer who's the son of an Imagineering Disney legend speak uh, and actually got to interact with him, ask him questions, see his personal artifacts. I mean, it was it was a really amazing opportunity. I was like, this is far better than what you guys mm -hmm. could have planned for us today. So uh, this was really great. He happens to be related to one of our guides. So we, oh, we okay. had like a special access there uh, that... Um, not every group is fortunate enough to get. Uh, so that was a really cool like tangential thing that happened because of the hurricane. But it wasn't just the hurricane. Um, as Heather and I were waiting for the trip to officially start, because we got there a couple days ahead of time to make sure we were ahead of the storm. My number seven is not really a, I mean, it's a trip memory, but I finally, after three years of waiting because Disney took them away, I finally became a Walt Disney World annual pass holder. I made it official on my Memorial Day weekend trip this year. So I got all my pictures with the PhotoFest photographers, with my AP card and everything. So I was just super excited to finally have that AP. And it's allowed me to make several quick trips. You know, I've made a couple down on Friday night, back on Sunday night trips. So, so like that, one coming up in February. Yep. February might be doing one in March. <laughs> like got it, you know, the tickets are already paid for right, right as well. Exactly. <laughs> It would be it would be wasteful not to get as many days out of your AP as you possibly exactly. can. Exactly, but I have been waiting for this because I've done several Disney trips every year since 2020. So I've been waiting for the AP to come back. And I know, man. I've been did. hemorrhaging money on tickets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm in the same boat as Lisa. Actually, I just got my AP back um, two weeks ago, and I, like it's such a good feeling because I let mine go um, in February of 2020. <laughs> Oh no! Yes, because we were doing Adventures by Disney twice that year. That was the goal. Not. Exactly. Just kidding. just kidding. And so we let the AP expire because we weren't going to use it. I just I wasn't going to have enough travel time, enough resources to be able to to go down very often. So why have the pass? And oh man, I wish I'd have been able to hold on to that <laughs> and get that four month extension. And oh yeah, it hurt. It hurt real bad when uh, the way the things shook out that year. Yes. What's your next one? Oh, is it my turn? Okay. Um, we were on number... That was, a, that was a quick story. I became an AP. Woo! Oh, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> so we're on number seven. Yes. Okay. My number seven is... See, I, guys, I have mine listed in just a list of 10, and I'm, like, trying to figure out which one's the next best one <laughs> on, each, uh, <laughs> on each one. Um, I am going to say... So my next one uh, kind of... Um, goes along with the the hurricane in a way the um the imagineer that we were able to meet his birthday is on uh president lincoln's birthday and it's been an important connection for him his entire life uh and one of the um 
really cool artifacts that he was able to bring uh, for us to see was a birthday card that his dad, also an Imagineer, had drawn for him on his birthday. I see either his second or fourth birthday. This Imagineer sitting on Lincoln's lap. Oh, cool. It was so neat. And so his partner, who was the one who brought him in for this, uh, was actually on that trip with me. And he was one of the people that I got to take through D.C. Hmm. And I got to take him to the Lincoln Memorial. Oh, that is so, so cool. And I didn't know um, about this Lincoln connection prior to that trip. It's just that the Lincoln Memorial happens to be one of my favorite places in the city. Mm-hmm. And it's the place where if I'm taking somebody for the first time, I will take them to the Lincoln Memorial because I love um it's my favorite thing on the mall is that the World War II Memorial, which I was, mm. when they announced it, I was upset about it because I was afraid it was going to destroy the view from mm-hmm. the Lincoln to the Washington Monument. And I thought they should put it off to the side like they had done for Vietnam mm-hmm. and for Korea because I didn't think that they should do anything to obstruct that view down the mall. But they did a good job with they it. They did an amazing job because when you're standing in the middle of the World War II Monument, it's this beautiful allegory because it's the only thing you can see. It's all around you and it feels huge. And as you walk away from it and walk up to the the steps of the Lincoln, it's an allegory for the passage of time. And you look back across at the Washington Monument, it fades into the distance and you can barely see the conflict anymore. Mm -hmm. And I love that so much. So it's like my first thing that I want to share with people whenever I take them to the city for the first time. So having the opportunity to do that and then finding out this connection later, it was like, it was so huge for me this year. Oh, that is that is a neat story. All right. My number six isn't as deep as Holly's. As I said, we went to Universal for the first time, my kids and I and my husband. And we stayed at Cabana Bay, which is one of the Universal on-site hotels. And it has a walking path over to Volcano Bay, which is their water park. And we were there in August. It was a heat wave in August. So it was about 120 degrees heat index each day. So one day, the boys were just done. We're like, we are done at Universal. We just want to go back to the room. And I'm like, well, why don't we go to the water park? And they are not, they are chickens. They are not ride people. I mean, they, they love rides. Don't get me wrong. They are not big ride people. So, you know, the big, some of the big, like the water roller coaster, I knew they would like it, but they just won't even try it. The body slides, no way. But I did get them in the Fearless River. And they were afraid because the name is, even though it says Fearless, they so hear fear, fear in the title. <laughs> and so they, so at first we did the lazy river and it was great. You know, everything you, um, you know, have the floats and you float around in the fearless river. You have to, everybody has to wear life jackets and then they have like waves being pushed out. So it's almost like you're going through rapids in some of the parts and, and the water is moving very quickly. And we had the best time. We must've went around that for a good hour. Wow. So several times around the boys, Joe and I kind of stayed linked together so that we didn't get separated. But sometimes those waves came through and, you know, everybody got separated and the boys would swim off and wait for us and catch back up. And I mean, we had the best time. Oh, that's cool. And then the next day and we decided to go back in there and we spent like an hour or two in there again. I mean, we spent more time in that than we did in the wave pool or the lazy river. We just had wow. so much fun. We were laughing the whole time. You know, the waves were coming oh, and get you in the, the face. Best. It that's was amazing. And for the boys to really like it, you know, that was just, and it was so funny because we didn't want to get separated. So at one point we're like all literally, our legs are all tangled together. We're like linking arms that so we could all stay together through this day mm-hmm. as, we're, as we're floating down. So it was just one of those memories that it was so much fun. When the boys talk about Universal, they talk about Volcano Bay and the Fearless River. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. 
my number six. Six. Okay, thank you. <laughs> my numbers are all messed up. So, um, so my number six is in a way sort of connected to my number seven. All of yours are connected. I know they're just they're just flowing right one after mm-hmm. the other. Um, Mine are all over the place. So. <laughs> The two guides that I was able to take to DC, um, the one that I'm closer to, we ended up traveling uh, and being on his adventures by Disney departure uh, in Scotland in May. And um, when we found out for sure that that was going to happen, uh, because you don't know your guide when you choose your adventures by Disney itinerary, unless you wait until the last minute um, and you know the guide personally and can reach out and ask them. Because if you call into adventures by Disney or if we call in for you, they won't tell us who the guides are. And they do that on purpose because um, especially they used to you used to be able to call in and find out about 30 days out and they stopped doing it. And I have a feeling it's because um, if through COVID, especially there was a lot of shifting of, you know, this guide was supposed to be here. Oh my gosh, there was a last minute emergency or they got sick or they whatever, and they can't do the trip and they have to swap somebody else in. So they don't want people to, do you know have a specific following for their guide and try mm-hmm. to get on a certain person's trips? So they're you know they don't want that to be the experience and then have you be disappointed because you didn't get the guide you thought you wanted uh, to get for the trip and then cancel or something. So um, at any rate, uh, we were fortunate to uh, get one of my very good friends on this trip, and it was neat. Like I got to take him through DC for his first time there, and this was my first time in Scotland and because we were able to extend our trip a few days, we got to spend a little bit of time together, just the three of us, after the trip had officially concluded. Oh, that's uh, cool. Which was really awesome. So we went to a, a, you know, a bunch of different places, a lot of different restaurants and things. Uh, we went out for tea the one day. But he took us to this really amazing um, place to see it. It was a, um, a former bank that was turned into a restaurant. Is it called The Vault? No, it's oh. called uh, The Dome. <laughs> Oh, the, dome. <laughs> the dome yeah so it was just a, such a cool venue to be in you know we were just sitting there enjoying the evening together <laughs> the the moment <laughs> this is ben and i both met this guide at the same time we were on um, our very first adventures by disney trip together um when, when we met him but um he and i have stayed in touch um pretty frequently he's a very he's actually a very good friend of mine ben kind of knows him more vicariously through me than <laughs> than directly because they don't spend as much time together as much time chatting. It, it was really interesting to watch this happen. This is my good friend and my husband. And I suddenly started to get pushed out of the conversation <laughs> <laughs> because they went on, uh, the, they went down this eighties toys for boys road <laughs> and started talking about Voltron. Oh and gosh. I'm like, what am I doing over here? I'm just totally <laughs> iced out of this conversation. I was like, I was like my friend, my husband, and I'm over here of nobody to talk to <laughs> but i mean i guess it was, it's good they get it along was actually so well. really it was actually really great because <laughs> it was a really cute bonding moment for them <laughs> and, and i was like i was like watching this happen the whole time and i'm just like this is so adorable i was like i just love this <laughs> like, this is just the cutest thing um and and the venue that we were in like it was beautiful like i wish that we would in america take better care of our old buildings uh, mm-hmm. the way that they do in europe because it is like this was such a phenomenal space and you could just feel like it just felt grand and historical and it was just the coolest place. And it wasn't the only place like that we went. I mean, there was um, one of the oldest restaurants in the city uh, that we had gone to together where it was, uh, you know, we went out for tea at the Balmoral, which is a, a mm. you know, very beautiful and famous hotel uh, in the city. So it was just 
really cool to experience and see all those places together and to have some of these funny little moments together. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds awesome. My number five is staying in Universal. As I said, Calgon wanted to go to Universal for his 11th birthday, Harry Potter, blah, blah, blah. My favorite, my number five favorite memory is just the reaction. Walking into Hogsmeade, walking into Diagon Alley. Um, I actually posted on um, Instagram a video of Calgon when he first walked into Diagon Alley. He was so in awe. He just walked in, he stopped. And he's bouncing up and down on his toes, just taking everything in. He was so in awe. And just, you know, knowing that he is just loving being there and just seeing the reactions, that's, you know, one of my favorite moments of the year. And Christian, Christian was the same. He's not as, he doesn't wear his emotions on his sleeve as much as Calgan. So, you know, we could tell he was excited to be there. We could tell he was really interested. But, you know, just Calgan's face when we walked into both Hogsmeade, but more so Diagon Alley, oh, yeah. was just phenomenal. I think Diagon Alley is more visually impressive yeah. when you walk in. It's, it makes a bigger impact. And soon after we walked in, the fire went off, you know, from oh, the dragon and green cool. gots. And so it was just like perfect. Oh, that's awesome. Timing and everything. It was, it was it was amazing. We were there on a windy day and didn't get to see the fire. Oh, no. Yeah. I was like, we stood there and waited for it really like 20 minutes. And I'm like, shouldn't it go off, like, you know, by now? <laughs> and, uh, nope. Yeah. One of the team members was like, uh, oh, um, I don't know if the dragon's feeling particularly fiery today. It's a little <laughs> windy. Oh. So that's awesome. I'm so glad you guys got to see it because I think it's yeah. such a big, it's such a big impactful thing to, it was. to walk in there and see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My number five. Well, let's stick around in Scotland. One of the inclusions on uh, Adventures by Disney in Scotland currently, and this is subject to change uh, at any time because, but right now, the Scotland itinerary includes uh, falconry display. Really? Yeah. And it's incredible. The way that ours ran, and I think it's probably standard procedure, there was a man with a van full of birds. A man with a van. (laughs) Yeah, a man with a van (laughs) filled with birds, and he showed up right at our hotel. So we didn't even have to, you know, board the bus and go anywhere. They just had this great little courtyard um, outside of the hotel where we got to, like, hang out with this guy. And he taught us all about these birds. And, you know, there were people that would, like, wander by. And part of our adventure guide's job is to be like, oh, I'm sorry, this is a private demonstration. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that was a lot of, you know, that's, it's always interesting to witness that. And you're like, oh, I feel special. Yeah. <laughs> But he brought four birds, uh, and it was a uh, a barn owl named Florence, um, a a different kind of owl named Bramble, uh, a Harris hawk named Angus, and a bald eagle named Cochise. And the bald eagle's not guaranteed. They try to bring it, but it's not like mm-hmm. a for sure thing because you know you never know what the status of the birds is and etc. It started out amazing because just you know a little white barn owl and she's so cute and we were having a great time passing her back and forth because she would just fly from one person actually would all fly from one person to the other with the exception of the bald eagle uh because he was on a leash <laughs> so, with the talons yeah yeah so you would still you could still um hold him but it wasn't like he couldn't like fly freely like the mm. other birds were they he wasn't like trained um to come back to the to the master and um it was really funny. Ben pointed out you could hear other birds circling, and they were really mad about the owl and the um, and the hawk. And then when the bald eagle came out, they were just like zip zipped up. Nope, we're not here. Uh, nobody <laughs> here but us trees. Uh, no birds. <laughs> so you could tell like they were actually afraid when the bald eagle came out. They were like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> oh, 
that's funny. Um, but just being able to like pass them around and actually like, I don't know that I've ever even seen a bald eagle in person necessarily. Like I've seen videos, oh, and I but to actually be able to hold one, I was like, holy crap, <laughs> this is oh, cool. I mean, I haven't held them, but I've yeah. seen them very close. Yeah, on our net in Alaska. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. But we we're like just he's just chilling on my arm. Ooh, it was neat. Um, I have some awesome pictures of Ben, like where like they're both looking away from each other at the same time, and then they're like <laughs> facing each other, and Ben's like, I don't know, I'm not sure how I feel about this. <laughs> so, this is really cool. Also, I'm not sure how I feel about this. <laughs> for my number four trip, I'm heading back to Disneyland. Disneyland, Universal, Disneyland. On this Disneyland trip, we got to do the Waltz Main Street tour. And the tour starts at the beginning of the park and they take you around Main Street. You don't walk a ton of Main Street. They walk a little bit and they stop and they talk and they tell you some stories and they point out some things from the different shops that are there and stuff, the different windows. And um, But then the end of it, you actually get to go up in Walt's apartment. And that was so cool. So you go up and you're not allowed to take any pictures in there. Um, they do have a PhotoPass photographer that takes a couple so I can post some pictures. But you go up there, and it's small. I was actually shocked how small it was. Mm -hmm. And it's above the fire station right there in the town square. And the light that's always on, you know, that lamp was there. And you got to look out in the window and see all the people walking through the town square. And the, the lady who was our guide, she was telling us stories about it. And, you know, Walt would have slept here, and Lillian would have slept here, and here's the bathroom. And she, you know, told different stories about his time there and how much he loved just standing by that window and watching people walk through his park, join the people around him and the people that are in his park. And then we got to go out on the patio. We were given some refreshments. They brought up some drinks and some cookies. And she said, you know, just sit out here and just listen. You could hear all the people walking and the music playing and you could hear the jungle cruise behind us. But, um, and then she said that she actually was there at the beginning, like when Walt was still alive, which right. that she was, was really cool too. She was hired by the too. company in um, 1965. So yeah. she would have had about a year um, overlap with them, which was just amazing. Because there hardly, there's hardly anybody left from that era that actually knew him and worked with him in person. Mm -hmm. So that was just so neat just to be in that area that was one of his favorite places, being able to hear what, you know, not exactly what he would have heard, but being able to hear what he would have heard. And just seeing the modest apartment that he lived in. And it was so cool. I may have shed a few tears while I was up there. Awesome. Okay, well, I'll make my number four. My experience of getting to go to Walt's apartment with you guys. Oh. Because it's, it's such a special place. The first time I went up, um, it was actually on, um, it was a part of an agent education program. And they did uh, what they were calling a heritage experience. And I was like, Please let that be going to the apartment. Please let that be going to the apartment. Please let that be going to the apartment. <laughs> and sure enough, it was. At that time, the only way that you could get into Walt's apartment was on an Adventures by Disney backstage magic tour in Southern California. That has since changed in uh, on the previous version of this tour, which was Walk in Walt's Disneyland footsteps. You were able to get into the apartment as part of that tour on um, for a certain time frame. There were times when it was the dream suite. Um, above Pirates of the Caribbean that you were allowed to go into. There were times it was Club 33 into the lobby, and then it was back into the apartment. Um, they had some handicap accessibility issues, and they had to make it accessible 
uh, in order to be able to include it back on the tour again. So that was, that's why it was bounced around a little bit, but that public tour um, that you could book as a Disneyland guest was made that experience available to people. Now on Walt's Main Street tour, you can also go. And of course, it is still included on the Adventures by Disney tour. So there are a lot more tour opportunities that will get you into that apartment these days through the VIP tours. So it is still a little bit restricted. Uh, and that makes it really special to get to go. You know, take the Main Street tour. And like, I could tell them all the things that are on the <laughs> tour. Like, if we could walk down Main Street, I can tell you what all the symbolism is and point out all the, you know, all the shop windows and what they mean and blah, blah, blah. But having somebody else do it, like somebody else who isn't part of our group, uh, it's just a nice way to to hear that presentation. And um, I don't know. I feel and like... Especially since it was somebody who was there. Right, right. Especially since, since it was Sandy. Like, yeah. Sandy was amazing. Um, so um, it, it was just neat to watch everybody get involved in the story. And you know, we have like a lower set point for being um, enamored with something that's going on at Disneyland because of what we do and because of our affinity for the Disney product. So it's not, we're not a hard audience to capture, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still so awesome to go with a group of people and just watch them fall in love with something. And then to get to go into the apartment and, and experience <laughs> being in that space together. Like, like I said, I've been there I've had the, the fortune of being there multiple times. And this one is just extra special to me because of who I got to experience it with. So thank Aww. you, Lisa, for that one. And um, <laughs> that's my number four, too. Aw, that's awesome. Well, I, pre I like being there with you, too. Aww, thanks. And I'll post on our Brink of Adventure Facebook page, I'll post um, the picture of all of our agents that were there. Where we all got a picture together, which was really neat. They were doing individual pictures of everyone. And then we said, can we get one together? And they're like, sure, go ahead. And we all got to stand in front of Walt's bed <laughs> and yeah. get a picture. <laughs> right. Walt's futon. <laughs> yeah. Pull out couch. Yes. So my number three, I'm going to go completely away from theme parks. What? No Disney, no <laughs> Universal. I'm going to go to my Vermont trip. On my Vermont trip, like I said, we were there for a friend's 40th birthday party. And it has always been his dream to go skydiving. He never went because his wife always was nervous. And so this year for his, for his birthday, she messaged us and was like, hey, I'm getting him things to go skydiving like this is my gift to him she gives him his present and he was like no way no way because you know she had always not wanted him to go and so this was a big thing you know their family and they have two kids and then my family and my two kids and then there were two others that were jumping we all went down to the uh, skydiving place together to the jump zone so all the kids were able to play together my husband was able to hang out with his wife the birthday boy and I went up in one plane and then the other couple went up in the other plane and obviously we had to do tandem. It was our first time. Well, I was freaking out and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. But his enthusiasm, he was so excited. He's like, aren't you so excited? Come on, we're doing this. And he was so excited. So like that energy <laughs> yes, was excited. Contagious. Absolutely excited. That's yes, that's what I'm feeling. <laughs> but if he wasn't there doing that, I think I would have gotten in my own head, but he was so excited that it made me excited. So we get up and, and he said, the um, people that were with us were like, well, do you want who wants to go first? Who wants to jump first? And I was like, me, I'm going to jump first because if I watch that guy go out the side of the plane and I'm still sitting in the plane, I'm not going to want to jump. So I got to jump first and he jumped second. It was awesome. I think the free fall they said was about 35 seconds. And then we pulled the cord and then you just glided down. It was so quiet once the cord came out and the parachute was up and you just guided, you know, glided down. It was nice and peaceful. And then when you got to the bottom, he's like, okay, 
lift your legs up to a seat, sitting position. You just lift your legs up and you literally just coast in till you're sitting on the ground. It was so much fun. And I would definitely do it again. That sounds wild. <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked I actually went, as was my husband, but it was so much fun. And I wish I didn't get a video. We could have hired somebody to go with us, to jump with us and get videos of us. And now looking back, I really wish we had. Well, on but, the next one, maybe. Yes. I said I would go again. I said, wow. I'll go jump. I'll jump again. Wow. I, yep. I won't jump out of a plane. It was one of those, like, I'm going to face my fear and I'm going to do it. And yeah. I did. And I was super proud. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, You're number three. Number three is driving through the tunnel uh, into Yosemite. Not the tunnel itself, because the tunnel Holly itself. Loves, I was, Holly loves tunnels. Oh, Lord, I hate tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> so, emerging from the tunnel um, on the Yosemite side and seeing um, Half Dome and El Cap, at, like, unfold before you like that like entrance out of the tunnel into yosemite valley is just one of the most stunningly gorgeous things i've ever seen um it was worth the tunnel drive it was worth the tunnel the tunnel's not long and you can see the other side when you enter the tunnel so you can see the light it's very very small light because it is you know it is just barely short enough that you can see to the other side but you can see daylight at the other side the whole time you're in the tunnel. So that oh, makes good. it a little more palatable for me. I can't do the, um, I, I've done it before, but I really prefer to never do it again in the future. Uh, that Chesapeake Bay Bridge tunnel um, into Norfolk, Virginia Beach. No, gracias. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not about it. I don't care to ever drive on the Pennsylvania Turnpike again. Those tunnels weird me out. Um, <laughs> so I am just, I am not into the whole tunnel situation. Uh, emerging from tunnels, however, fabulous. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> It was a really awesome trip. I took a road trip uh, with a good friend of mine, and um, we got to see, you know, he's a native Californian, and um, to see his home state through his eyes and to go to some of the places that he frequents, uh, he camps in Yosemite every year. So he was super familiar with the area, um, you know, knew all of the the best ways to get in and out, and um, it was just you know, the best leader around the, the valley ever. <laughs> uh, he did make me walk like 12 miles that day. I mean, I was tired by the end of the day. I'm not gonna, not, I'm not gonna lie. Um, but that was not actually planned. Um, we ran into a little traffic jam at the end and decided that just getting out and walking to our last destination was actually more efficient than sitting still in traffic for God knows how long. Um, so that was kind of like, I ended up exhausted at the end, but it was because of a traffic situation, not because we didn't plan our day well. Um, and we saw just some amazing things, just that it's so beautiful and like, you know, it's America's first national park. So it's the OG, right. Mm-hmm. And, and to see that one as the first one that I saw West of the Mississippi was like amazing. The whole Yosemite trip in general, but getting out into that, uh, that tunnel view and seeing those mountains for the first time was just incredible. Yeah. So my number two, since my number three was about, you know, something I accomplished, so it's number two. In January this year, so back to the very beginning of the year, I had signed up to do the Dopey Challenge. For those of you that don't know, that is a four-day running challenge, I guess. On Thursday, you do a 5K, so 3.1 miles. On Friday, you do a 10K, 6.2 miles. On Saturday, you do a half marathon, 13.1. And on Sunday, you do 26.2, a full marathon. So you aren't even, it is 48.6 miles total. And you are not even halfway through your distance until you're into the marathon. 
So you complete three days of running and you're not even halfway done with your mileage. It's crazy. Completely so, crazy. And, and I'm really is, proud of you for doing it. Thank you. So it was four mornings of 2 a.m. wake-ups. It was four mornings of being on the bus by 3 a.m. to go stand in a cold parking lot. Four mornings of, you know, meeting characters and then standing around in Mylar blankets. <laughs> <laughs> And then... Yeah, because believe it or not, it does get cold in Florida in January sometimes. Like, yeah. They do have winter. We had our throwaway pants and hoodies on, you know, so that when we got in our corral, then we would, you know, when it got time that it was almost time for us to go, we'd take our throwaways off and, and put them in the donation bin. And the, the races started at 5. I'm not in the fastest one, so I probably started about 5.15, 5.20 each day. And it was so much fun, especially the marathon. You run from the Epcot parking lot, you run through Epcot, and then you go up to Magic Kingdom, then over to Animal Kingdom, and then to Hollywood Studios and back through Epcot, and you're running through the parks. You know, running up Main Street in Magic Kingdom was amazing. All the people are lined up cheering you all the way up Main Street, and then you run through the parks, through Cinderella's Castle, and then you run through Hollywood Studios, and once again through the park, but just a little bit, you run up kind of by the Tower of Terror, and then they put you out of side exit down a little bit down sunset boulevard you're not there very much but the best was going through epcot or around the boardwalk area so you run around the boardwalk and it was lined the entire way like three four rows back and everyone was cheering for you and they had like clappers and they had thunder sticks and all kinds of noisemakers and stuff that and they were cheering you and you know these people didn't know who i was but i was wearing a captain america like, I can do this all day. It was a shirt that said, I can do this all day. And I had my Captain America hat. If you can't tell, I like Captain America. <laughs> so they were, you know, go Cap, you can do it. Or yes, you can do this all day. I mean, these people that I don't even know. And they're cheering yeah, me on individually. Experience. <laughs> yeah. And then you get into Epcot and you come in kind of by the UK pavilion. And you run all through the World Showcase. So you run from the UK back to France, like all the way around. And then you go out by test track. And the whole way, again, people are cheering you on. and it was the most amazing experience. It was so difficult running all four days. We walked the 5K, but the 10K, the half, and the full I ran. But it was so much fun and such an amazing experience. That's awesome. I'm really glad you guys did that. And, like, what a cool bonding experience for the three and this again, And this, again, was me and the two Melissas. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> me, true. Me, Melissa, yeah. Melissa. Well, did, I think when we, when we assigned our rooms for Disneyland, we decided, since you guys had already run the race together, we were um, that it made yeah that it made a lot of sense for the three of you to go to, to room together that's um, called trauma bonding trauma bonding <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> i don't know i think it is a little bit though i mean that's like it's a traumatic thing for your body to go through to do that kind of uh to do that kind of an event so um, and then so i got up the next morning for... and did the wild africa trek oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you're a glutton for punishment and the youngest of the three of you, well, you so. know. Uh, there, there, there are things my body would have accepted five years ago. That is like right now. It's like nah, nah, no. Nah, like, what was your number two? My number two. I don't know that the games that we played were necessarily all official. <laughs> we did. Do did a, you throw a telephone pole? Yes, a real one. Not like it was a. It was a baby caber. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, the first one that we did was archery, which is absolutely legitimate. And they had. Uh, there's this beautiful company that comes in. And uh, it's at the Rothy Marches Estate, uh, which is um, part of the um, Cairngorms National Park area. And uh, they come in and they set up the whole archery situation. You know, you get to participate in the event. And it's it's so great. 
Ben actually took archery as a phys ed class in college. So <laughs> he's, he's has been I, pretty I used into to it. Compete oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And, and he like, uh, I think as a graduation gift, it was he got uh, a recurve bow and like we Ooh, would nice. shoot it a couple of times in my like in my parents' backyard because they kind of back to like an empty field, really get an opportunity to do it very often. So it's really fun when we go out on um, a trip like this. Uh, I never took the class and uh, I really only just know what Ben has told me and what I've you know figured out from like, you know, watching Robin Hood um, <laughs> <laughs> or Mulan or, or Merida. Um, <laughs> So, but you know, I pull it back and line it up and let it go. We don't hope it goes hits that hits that big old bullseye up there. Yeah. So have you split um, an arrow yet? No, 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 no. You you might need to watch Robin Hood again. Though. I think I will. I think I'm gonna okay. watch Men in Tights. Um, or no, should I watch the animated? You need to watch the animated. Okay, one. I'll watch the animated one. <laughs> Decade or more. Oh wow. Been, yeah, that he's been on this itinerary. Maybe maybe a little bit less than that because I don't think the itinerary started until after Brave was released. So I, I, I'm, I'm real fuzzy on those details. I'm, I'm sure I know them somewhere in the deep recesses of my brain, but I can't pull them out right now. But he's been doing this itinerary for a really long time. So uh, as a result, he's had the opportunity to uh, shoot a bow and arrow pretty consistently over the last decade, um, a couple mm-hmm. of times every summer that he's been able to participate in this activity. I, of course, am not thinking about this when we're, you know, going up there. And, I, and I'm like, obviously, like, Ben took the class. He would go and shoot the bows more than I would. And, and, you know, of course, you know, Michael's been doing the itinerary for ages, <laughs> and has, you know, had an opportunity and he walks up to me. He's like, so, um, what are you going to bust out your inner Mulan here? Like, am I going to, we're going to see some, you know, good archery. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like I got this, <laughs> whatever. Like the first time that Ben and I ever shot together, um, I think I hit like a lucky bullseye or two. So, hmm. um, I was like, oh yeah, I totally have this. Like, I know, I know exactly what to do. I'm like a pro. So, so of course I step up there and I'm like, I completely forget, like, like no muscle memory whatsoever for this activity. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like trying to pull the bone. I'm like, I'm like, where do you brace it? Like, how does it like, what? Well, I totally forget how to do this. And like my arrows were going all over the place. And of course, like, like Ben and Michael fired, fired off bullseye, bullseye, bullseye. I'm like, oh, oh my okay, gosh. never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Mulan will put the bow down now. But uh, that was the first event. And then they took us over to a field where we did a couple of other things. Um, the, the first of the field games uh, was called welly wanging. Um, so you take a boot, you know, a welly, and, and, and you're supposed to just throw it as far as you can. I was pretty good at that one. That was, oh, that was okay. more my event. So I think maybe I, I should have done shot put instead of sprint and track. That was maybe. probably my, more my calling. Um, <laughs> then there was um, chicken chucking. Um, so we get to throw rubber chickens into a bucket. I'm pretty sure that's an official Highland game. I'm, I'm reasonably, reasonably sure. Uh, there was the haggis hurling, which oh, um, yeah. you, know, you had to throw the um, haggis wrapped in foil uh, as far as you could. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as good at that one. It was, it was like kind of an awkward shape because it was like throwing a potato, um, and it kind of had the same mass as a potato, so it was like not it, it was like not heavy enough to go anywhere. <laughs> like yeah. it, it was it, it was actually a difficult thing to do. It seems like it would be easy. It seems like it would be like throwing a softball, but it was. Um, I, I honestly thought that one was the hardest. And then I forget what it was called, but there was, um, I'll just call it ball on end of stick throwing. Um, <laughs> so there was like, there was a heavy ball on the end of a stick and you had to swing it over your head and then turn and, and toss it. And that was, um, more, I, I would say discus like, mm-hmm. uh, even though it wasn't a disc. Um, I, I don't know. It's pretty, pretty okay at that one. And then at the end, if you wanted to try to do the caber toss, you could. And I was like, yeah, uh, obviously <laughs> I want to throw, yeah. I want to throw a large stick and see if I can get it to go anywhere. Um, did it go over? 
It did. And without any instruction, um, I think I got it. I think I did a pretty decent job of making it go straight. Like, good. They didn't tell me what the objective was. They were just like, throw this thing. I was like, okay. <laughs> Pick it up and throw it. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. So Highland Games were just, it, it was just so much fun. I love get, like, to be able to get out there and like do stuff like that. That's like, it's physical. Like, that's a lot of fun to me. All right, so I cheated. <gasps> my, I, I have two for number one. <laughs> so my tie for number one favorite memories. Like I said, Calgan obviously wanted to go to Universal. And so he had his happy birthday button on. He had his, you know, shirt on. And the plan was to go to Ollivander's the second day. And he had a shirt that said the wand chooses the wizard and it has all the wands on it. But the first day we were there, they saw Ollivander's. They were so excited. And I was like, okay, fine, we'll go. Well, he still had his Hogwarts, you know, his um, Gryffindor. He's a Gryffindor. So he had his Gryffindor shirt on. Christian has, Christian's a Hufflepuff, so he has his Hufflepuff shirt on. But Calgan had his birthday button. So we got in line, and there were quite a few people in front of us. So I was like, I don't think he's going to get chosen. Because they only chose one person at the Ollivander's experience to do the wand experience. And we kind of got up towards the front. And we put Calgan in the front of us, and sure enough, they saw the birthday button, and the wizard chose Calgan to do the oh, wand experience. Cool. So he got to go up, and he got to try the different wands. And of course, you know, at first, different things happen, like with Tahiri in the movie, you know, books fall or a drawer opens or whatever. And then the last one, of course, it works. And then they give it to him, and they say, you know, you can take this out the store, and and that's the one that chose. So I even said to Calgan, do you want to pick a different wand? And he's like, no, mommy, this is the one that chose me. Oh, he was so excited that's that he so was cool. actually chosen. Of course, Christian was not thrilled, but right. <laughs> Calgan was very excited that he was chosen. Right. So it's that's not was, your day, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> maybe when you turn 11 and right. you're ready to go to Hogwarts. Um, so that was half of my number one experience. And the other one I did talk about on the, on the um, intro episode of this podcast the you know getting to know us episode the very first one and it was at hollywood studios christian loves pluto so when we met pluto it was such a great interaction and then because pluto was ready to go on break he took both boys by the hand and he walked across the animator animation courtyard at hollywood studios there and that was just one of those core memories the boys were so excited christian it's his favorite memory of the entire trip and Calgan really enjoyed it. It was just so neat to see. And one of those things that you're not expecting, it's that pixie dust they talk about that, you know, you can't ask for, you can't plan it. It's just one of those spontaneous things that happens and makes the trip so much better. It's that magic that's just not going to happen at other places. Absolutely. I, and it's, it's just the best thing ever when it happens. And I think when, you know, sometimes we'll have guests that'll ask us like, how do I get pixie dust? Like it, it's not like, it's not even worth it. If you have to try to scam the system to get it, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's only worth it when it just happens spontaneously because that's when it's special and magical. Um, yeah. Like even the wand thing, you know, right. Did we want Calgan to get that? Yeah. But we couldn't plan it. Right. All we could do, like I said, was you could try to put him in the right place at the right time to sort of, you know, maybe have a favorable position, but you can't know that it's going to happen. It's yeah. just, it is what it is. You he know, got that's what makes and... it special. Mm -hmm. um, my number one's a pixie dust moment as well. Huh. <laughs> so, you know, um, we, I swear we did not talk about this ahead of time, no, we but really we've didn't. done pretty well with it. With kind keeping of coordinating a match, here. Yeah. Yeah. 
if you're if you follow my Instagram page, uh, oh no, actually, you know what? I haven't posted this to my business page yet because I've hardly posted anything about my trip to my business page because um, it was our anniversary trip and it was really actually a vacation. Now I did, you know, I can't not work, so I did take photos that I need to share and uh, yeah, I have things to I have things to talk about. But this past week on our anniversary trip, um, well, let me backtrack. In 2013, we did our 10th anniversary trip uh, to Disney World as well. And we were rolling through Epcot and we went to see an act in Italy called the ZD Sisters. Hmm. And they were discontinued. I think their contract expired that year. Like I'd never saw them again in Epcot after this. And I know they were there prior to that. They spontaneously decided to do, they saw it was our 10th anniversary and they spontaneously decided to do a vow renewal for us right there in, um, in the oh, Italy cool. Pavilion. Um, so that was, uh, you know, doesn't count as a top 10 travel moment of 2023. Uh, was definitely one of 2013. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, this year, we were standing and watching the Dapper Dance. This is one of my favorite things to do in the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you, I'm I'm not a normal Walt Disney World guest, I don't think, because I don't care if I walk into Walt Disney World and I don't ride one single ride that day. I yeah, want to see. Weird. I know. I'm like I don't care. <laughs> I'm about kidding. It. I'm kidding. <laughs> I want to see the entertainment. I love the streetmosphere. I love fireworks. I love parades. I love, like that's what I want to see. And I'll go on a couple of rides and you know, participate a little bit, but I'm like, uh, just, it's not my jam. The um, Dapper Dans, when they came into this uh, situation, they're doing their regular set. And uh, when they got to the end of the set, they, uh, they acknowledged a woman whose birthday it was. And then uh, I thought that was going to be it. And then they turned to us and the leader of the pack. But when they got to the end, uh, they noticed our anniversary buttons and uh, start launched into this whole thing about how Ben had called ahead to tell them that we were coming today and it was her anniversary and uh, they wanted him to come up and sing a song with them. And so uh, they pulled him up and they sang, let me call you sweetheart. And they, every time they pointed to Ben, they wanted him to sing the word you. So um, Ben being um, really adept at um, quick comedy, very quickly realized that it would be a lot funnier if he sang you in a slightly different voice and a slightly different pitch every time they they went to him <laughs> so uh, it was really good it was it the whole thing turned out super cute and I had and I was able to record it they even jumped in at one point and um you know pop quizzed him and they said you know after 20 years you ought to know you know what color your wife's eyes are what color are they you know and he, he did get the correct answer so that was well, yeah, very good. fortunate so we can stay he's you know, lucky yes we can work on year 21 uh it's gonna be okay <laughs> so but this was um definitely one of the coolest spontaneous things that's happened to us in the parks and it was definitely my top travel moment of 2023. That is so cool. I love it. As you can see, Holly and I will love to travel. We have lots of memories that we had to cut a ton out. <laughs> there were so many more that we wanted to share, but obviously this this episode's going pretty long, so we needed to, you know, only have 10. And if you listen to next week's episode, we're going to be talking about kind of looking into 2024. So things that we're hoping, you know, can grow with the podcast. Some things that we're excited about in the parks, some trips that we're excited about that, you know, now that we have the podcast, you'll be able to follow along, not in real time, you know, on our social medias, you can follow along in real time, but on the podcast, you'll be able to get that news a lot sooner than, you know, like right now we're talking about things that happened almost a year ago, you know, the beginning of January of this year. So we're kind of looking forward to that and just some other things. If you listen next week, you'll kind of get a preview of what's coming up in 2024 awesome if there's nothing else this podcast is sponsored by cherry tree lane vacations a travel agency specializing in disney destinations disney cruise line adventures by disney universal all major cruise lines and all-inclusive resorts 
As always, our services are free to you. If you would like to plan your next magical vacation, please visit us on cherrytreelanevacations.com. For Lisa, I'm Holly, and remember to always say yes to adventure.